0: Medicare for all, I think you go with like a reverse skeleton. How do you go with someone who would be dead but isn't? (laughs) Just a live person? He wasn't a live person. You go with someone who's not dead. Like what are you supposed to be? Oh, I'm uh, I'm if the skeleton had actually had healthcare.
1: Are you? Welcome to another episode of the Bituation Room podcast live. I am your host, Francesca Fiorentini. You've seen me on the thing. You've seen me on that other thing. You might have seen me on Instagram and don't really know where you know me from. But uh, hey, you're here and that's all that matters. Um, uh, Thank you for being here. I see y'all on YouTube and on Twitch. David DeRice already with some thoughts. Just a lot of thoughts. Thank you. Um, Chuck Diesel, James Hicks, Alicia, Prince of Judah 79, Todd Roy is always using tubes uh, and all the other wonderful people. Michelle K, Carol Shea. Hi. Um, I hope you guys are good. I am. I'm OK. Uh, this is the Halloween edition of uh, the Bituation Room, um, which means we will not be dressing up because the. Uh, Nothing could be scarier than the current moment that we're in. So why the fuck are we going to try and compete? You know, we got the ghouls in the White House, the ghouls, the gobble ghouls. It's me, Francesca Fiorentini. We have such a great show, you guys. We're going to be talking to uh, the youngest Democratic strategist uh, ever, 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 uh, who ironically called himself a Democratic strategist up until recently when he realized, oh yeah, I am one. Uh, Walid Shahid of Justice Democrats, you know, they are the ones behind the rise of folks like AOC, uh, Jamal Bowman, Cori Bush, all of these awesome progressive victories, um, blue victories uh, that... Are changing Congress and our entire country. So, so excited to talk to him. We also have comedian Aaron Dewey Lennox, and we are going to be talking about just the worst Halloween costume ideas we've ever had. And those usually are when you try and make something like intellectual, uh, you like try to personify it. Like, you don't do the mermaid and like the tree thing or, you know, a pirate, just a simple pirate. You know, you just decide to do like, uh, you know, I'm going to do pie. Like, you know, like the number pie, get it. And nobody does. Uh, and you're a big old nerd, but that's okay. We'll be getting into it. Um, if you're in the future, how does it work out? Is it, is it a good week? And also give this podcast five stars. What are you doing? Five stars. Thank you so much. You guys have been so generous. So, 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 so sweet. I read all of your reviews. It means a lot. Um, also, We're going to be doing an election coverage uh, on election night on election coverage. Yeah, just one of the many, uh, you know, because we got to get in there in the fray, got to compete, got to make sure Mitch McConnell and the Republicans can throw their ads on our videos and make a little bit of mun mun. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, the point is, let us know if you have any suggestions on which uh, experts or comics or folks we've already had on the show that you want to see on election night, probably go live for like. An hour, two hours, 8 o'clock Eastern, or, or not Eastern Pacific, 8 o'clock Pacific. It'll be late. Whatever. Details to come. Details to come. Um, but also, speaking of Mun Mun, you know, we always collect a little bit uh, through tips. And uh, you guys have been also really generous. TBR-Live, TBR Live on Venmo. Thank you so much to everyone who's donated $20 or more. I'm going to do a little shout out to Raylon Smith, Daniel Lee, Robert Gilbert, uh, saritam Sanyal, Stephen Wadi Osem colonel uh, Donna Sanchez uh, and and all the other folks who've donated thank you you know we put a portion of that money to seed the vote uh, which is still turning out volunteers phone bankers, folks on the ground um, hitting the pavement and actually getting out the vote in specifically communities of color uh, among young people in those swing states. And you know they've been voting in record numbers this week. Uh, Maybe some of you are them. New York, y'all had early voting start. There were crazy lines. I don't get how there can be lines that long in a city that big. Um, But yeah, Uh, we got a lot of work to do in this country. We just, you know, we got a lot of work to do. (laughs) Like voting should be way, way fucking easier. I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, let's move on. Cause I, I want to, I'm opening with a bitch. We're doing things differently. I'm opening with a bitch. Yes, it's me. I'm a bitch. Uh, but also I'm going to bitch about what I'm thinking about. It's eight days out of the election and I'm fucking nervous. Y'all, you guys, I'm nervous. Uh, my body is broken. Like I'm in pain. I've got like carpal tunnel and I've got RSI. And, and you guys, if you work on the computer all day long, you know what I'm going through. Even my yoga is not really working. I got, a, I got a scratch on my hand. Like I've got like uh, my hand itches because I'm so nervous. Every night I just like itch my hand. This is awful and disgusting. I feel like either I looked it up. What does it mean when your hand itches? It either means that you're going to come into a lot of money or your stigmata. So I am the Antichrist and uh, I'm going to be reigning in dollar bills. So (laughs) we will see. But I'm nervous about the election. I really am. And this is the Halloween show. And my Halloween plea is vote. Please fucking vote. And if you are in a swing state or any state that really isn't California or New York, vote for Biden. Yes, I know Kanye looks good on that ballot because you're like, fuck it. And I know as a progressive, there is a little voice inside of you that's like. Fucking what if he loses, dude? The Democratic establishment iced out my boy, Bernie Sanders. Fuck you. I'm not going to work. Yes, I hear that voice. I feel that way every day, every day. I'm like, why isn't Biden doing better in this debate? And Bernie Sanders could have done better. But. We have to rise above and we have to actually cast our ballot for Joe Biden. Now, a lot of people are mad when I say that. Uh, You know, they're like, oh, the lesser of two evils. Yeah, the lesser of two evils is less evil. That's the point. It's actually not that bad. Right. Um, This is a good thing. Right. It's like the uh, I don't know if like uh, an evil witch, you know, it's like if you get (laughs) like, what is evil? Like a witch is evil. Right. Right and if she kidnaps you that's bad but if she like also feeds you like the brain of like your brother that'd be even worse you know what i'm saying i don't know i'm trying to give some ghoulish comparisons here don't eat the brain is what i'm trying to say like you know don't be like ray liotta in hannibal or whatever um I want a less bad Hannibal. What I'm saying is I want a better nightmare. Every day, all I think is, man, I'm fucking tired of this nightmare. I'm bored of this nightmare. This nightmare is fucking hack to me. It is, as a comic, it sucks. It really sucks to have to do Trump material. And I have to do Trump material because I'm a political comedian. I got to talk about the world around me. And it's so hack. He is a joke. I don't want to make any more jokes about him. So do it for me. Um, and also, look, we need, as, as Linda Sarsour on the show has said, give me a better opponent, right? Give me someone I can fight against. Give me someone who I can build a little bit of daylight in between so I can have time to strategize, you know? And yeah, we should be working against capitalism and against patriarchy and oppression, uh, and racism every single day. And your vote, and this is what I'm saying, your vote's not precious. I know if this is this is sad, but your vote is important, but it's not precious. It really is not. And I learned that when I voted for John fucking Kerry. I was an anti-war organizer in New York. I hated Bush. Kerry was like, "I'm gonna get a, I'm I'm gonna get Osama harder than Bush." And everyone was like, "No, you're not. Bush is the literal worst. you think you're gonna beat him in the war on terror? He invented the war on terror." And I, I held my nose and I voted for, for Kerry and then he lost. Uh, and there was a lot of discrepancies and voting machines that straight up flip votes in Ohio. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, we've done worse. Okay, we've done worse. And Joe Biden, he's not Michael Bloomberg, y'all. Like, think about if it was Michael Bloomberg. Just think about that disgusting reality. It could have been Bloomberg. And I will tell you right now, I would not have voted for Bloomberg. No, I would not. I would have wanted to because it would have been like, ooh, but stick it to Trump. But I would not have. Joe Biden is not uh, Michael Bloomberg. Fuck Michael Bloomberg. Um, We have to, as Greg Pallas says, he is a, you know, uh, electoral scholar. He writes a lot about it. He wears like a weird like Fozzie Bear hat costume he's the realist. He says you have to overwhelm the steel. So guys, let's overwhelm the steel. We know Republicans are trying shenanigans, voter suppression, voter purging, preventing people from voting. Um, If you have the privilege to even think or know about those things, if you have the privilege to be able to decide that you want to play purity politics and not vote for Joe Biden, then that is a that is a red alarm. That is a red flag to you that maybe you actually should vote because there are millions of people in this country who are undocumented, who can't vote. There are millions of people locked up on some bullshit because they can't vote, right? There are people on parole who can't vote. So just think about the point of privilege that you're saying when you say, nah, you have to earn my vote. You know, I am a special snowflake. No, no. Be bigger than that. It's it's important, but it's not precious, that being said, local elections, hell yeah. Propositions, get involved. Fuck yeah. Like, I, those all matter. Um. Anyway, that is my uh, l- last thing I'll say. I'm like, where are my notes on all this? Last thing I'll say is this. Uh, I'm an anarchist. I don't believe in borders. Ooh, like, what? I don't. I don't think border. I don't believe in like militarized states. I think that leads to violence. I don't believe in standing armies. I, you know, believe in a concentric circles of non hierarchical economic participation. You think I'm gonna fucking see that in my lifetime? Hell no. Does that mean I swim across borders now? Does because I like resist them? You know? Do I just like float along like Leonardo DiCaprio? You know, go to Mexico? Like I'm gonna try and have a vacation because I don't believe in borders. No. No, I got a passport. And if I can travel, I can travel. You know, this is this is the, the reality. So as I wind down, my friends. Give me, give us a better nightmare. We need a different nightmare. And without further ado, I'm going to bring in our comedian guests for the hour the, or hour and change. So excited. She's the host and producer of the Frogtown Comedy Show at Spoke Bicycle Cafe in Los Angeles. Such a good show if you haven't been. She's written for ESPN, MTV, at CBS's Game On, starring Keegan-Michael Keegan Michael Key. I said Keegel. Rob Gronowski and Venus Williams. Studio 58 on Facebook Watch and many TV shows that her mom calls wacky. Please welcome Erin
0: dewey Lennox. Hey, what's up? Hey, Erin, how are you? I am going to vote now after that. (laughs) I wasn't going to. And now I'm going to. No, I already did a long time ago. Um, I voted for Trump. JK. No, I would never. Uh, I am good. How are you? Roque de la Fuente Guerra. Yeah. Fucking Kanye. Can I say fuck one here? Yes, please. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> fucking Kanye on the ballot. He didn't even do it on purpose. What was that shit? That's a different party. Ugh. It's just, like it- some other people were like, nah, we want him. <laughs>
1: I love how Kanye's America just looks like North Korea because of like the tan
0: jumpsuits we'll all be wearing. <laughs> like, how that's another ridiculous, like that to me is like the cult of Trump thinking that those sweatsuits are expensive. You know, you can get them at Walmart for they're just sweatsuits. It's just a plain- Champ, champions like, what the fuck, y'all? We've been doing this forever.
1: Like, Big Five is like honestly we went out of business and now kanye stole
0: our mo <laughs> like they're just one color sweatsuits this is ridiculous co- my yeah. everyone <laughs> in my family has been wearing them forever and they're just poor <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous that's not what i'm bitching about though do you want me to start with my bitch oh please what are you bitching about and everyone <sighs> in the comments what are you bitching about right now yeah, let's hear it. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I'm, I was gonna bitch about the hypocrisy of Republicans because <laughs> I'm from the South and I grew up around a lot of them who, you know, you know, were relatively good people. gave me pop charts after school and stuff <laughs> like that. Makes you a good person. Wow. And then and the but they all claimed it's like family values, uh, financial conservatism, and it's like none of that is anymore so now what's your excuse what is it now but um have you been reaching out to them oh yeah i dm'd everyone i went to high school with who i know is republican and um a few are voting blue a few one girl who i um know like (laughs) i saw your tweet about this (laughs) this is real she (laughs) said she wasn't gonna vote because she's Uh just like identifies as such a republican but, like, I remember that she let a bunch of dudes run a train on her in college. Like, what is – this is the hypocrisy I'm talking about. That's – right, You, for you the can't people. get it.
1: <laughs> so, wait. a Run a train, right? This is a sexual act. Uh yeah. And yet she won't politically let the Republicans run a train on her. Is that what – I mean,
0: maybe and she's learned her lesson. She started life, getting fucked. You know, or, like, how is she anti-choice when she – got rammed by so many dudes without condoms in college that I am well aware of. <laughs> now, now you don't want people to be able to go to Planned Parenthood, because I know you went, because I took you. <laughs> Did you ask her that? You were like, so like, remember that time? Did you take her for real? I, a different time, I don't know if it was that time. A different time we went as a group. It was like everybody was getting birth control. <laughs> It's just wild. It's that is wild. It's good of you to reach table. out, though.
1: I've been, I've been doing that to like a couple of family members, step family members, and just checking in, like just making sure, you know, dooby doo that you're not. <laughs> what you are know, they doing? Are they going? They gave me cagey answers back, but at least I felt good. You know, really all tried. we liberals
0: need is just to pat ourselves on the back, and then <laughs> you know, it's the like, only one like who like I bigger. can't reach out to, my stepbrother's wife. I've been blocked by her on every forum because she's pro-Trump. And, but I do think that they're now separated, and I do think it's because of me. Like, a little bit. And that is, like, one of my greatest victories. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, this is your who? She's pro-Trump, and she doesn't work. Like, who are you? What is that? <laughs> she lives off my stepbrother's money.
1: No. and Well, that's it. I mean, this is the thing. is behind every conservative woman is a wealthy husband or Feminist? a wealthy father, like, and yeah. they're like, feminism tells us we can't be by ourselves. And like, we can't be self-sufficient and we're a victim. I'm not a victim. Can I have another money? <laughs> another money. That's a, was, is that. I you Something
0: about going into, she was like, I can't feed my boys when I go into, gro- I'm going into the grocery store. And people are looking at me mean when I don't have my mask on and now I can't feed my boys. And it's like, these don't, Connect. At all. <laughs> you can just put a mask on she's like wow. yeah but if
1: you when i feed them they have the mask I'm like yeah take it off you're idiot. doing everything wrong <laughs> you're doing it all wrong <laughs> uh well look i think the positive on all this is if there is some republican voter suppression like if people feel uninspired
0: and just want to stay home like good yeah which i feel like is what happened somewhat to us last time there were Absolutely. some people who didn't want to vote Hillary and they sat their dumb asses home and now look what, now look what,
1: everything's on fire. <laughs>
0: yes. yes. You did. Look at what you did. Look at what you Yeah. It's um, like, we know he's not the best, but we know Biden's not, I cried, I called you or DM'd you when it was going to be Biden and was like in tears, <laughs> but so excited to vote for him now. <laughs> thrilled beyond yeah. measure yeah
1: yeah 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 the, the kamala next to him really does help i mean can you imagine if it was klobuchar and biden just like <laughs> <laughs> it's just no bueno but <laughs> um all right well why don't we uh let's see any folks on on all right well let's get into the week erin shall, shall we do this
0: If you, if you want to, if we must, (laughs) we we can, let's do it. I'm ready. So so much has happened this week, but of course,
1: in in our world, only four things matter. This is The Week Where. (laughs) This was The Week Where. Six states broke COVID records, Alaska, Ohio, Oklahoma, Colorado, New Mexico, and Illinois. I have no joke for this because America is the punchline of coronavirus. That's it. <laughs> like, four pence aides recently test positive for COVID and Stephen Miller is still alive. Just call me when he's, like, on, on death's door so I can laugh in his face. Um, like, honestly, Aaron, I don't know how you feel about everything, but, like, once Chris Christie got out of the hospital, I was like,
0: "Fuck! How this. is he out? How? I don't, that I did not believe the conspiracies that they didn't actually have it until that one. How is he? He should be dead. There's no one who should be more dead than that man. He should <laughs> be outrageous. so.
1: Yes, it is absolutely outrageous. Like, uh, he 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 looks like his lungs are already full of fluid at all times. You know, just they like they are. He,
0: it's like slushy." <laughs> Or pizza cheese. There's no way that he's okay. No. <laughs> what steroids are they giving these people? Because they, we should all have. I want them. I want, I want them to, to walk around.
1: It's it's all that Regeneron, dude. It's that it's that fetal tissue goodness. That if this were the Bush administration, they wouldn't take it. But since this, you know, because it's fetal it's tissue, hypocrisy.
0: It's God, wild. And none of them said a word. Nobody said a word. The pro life people went. Oh yes. Stressed. Of course they not, care.
1: yeah. And also, like, what about prayer? What about <laughs> prayer? Well, I just pray <laughs> fucking thoughts and prayers them to death. Like, ugh. Um, yeah, y'all, be careful, you guys. Everyone keep wearing your masks. Um, even though you can't feed your babies when they're wearing them. Pro, t- pro tip.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, I think my ex-sister-in-law was in every one of those states in the last <laughs> she's going on a COVID road trip. She probably is. Let's I, say are they the are they the states he's had rallies in lately? <laughs> Honestly, uh, let's see.
1: Ohio, Oklahoma, eh, for sure. Um, I've been thinking that we need like a green book, but for COVID, you know, like <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> like, like which state
1: for that. to drive through? <laughs> As someone who believes in science, like here's the states to avoid. Um, that's for the five
0: people who liked Green Book. It was a real historical thing, y'all. You can like the green, the original green book, and not the fact that it won an Oscar. <laughs> you can like the thing that it that existed. This is true. All I right, I saw the movie because I'm an ally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw the movie, but I'll never tell you what I really think of it. <laughs> All right. This was the week where the need for ratings bludgeoned our need for mental health. And NBC held another debate between Trump and Biden. But this time someone gave Biden his spinach. And he was like, why I ought to defend America's honor from Bluto the Terrible. Like he was so like he was you know he's fucking Popeye <laughs> like I'm convinced like this is not an election it is an episode of Popeye like just go watch Popeye right now and you're like that is this is the situation you know Olive is like
0: no Popeye help me!
1: and Bruto <laughs> Bluto, the terrible was like uh, 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 uh. so rapey so <laughs> creepy
0: yeah you yeah, like Garcon they both had a real yes yeah, and then and then Popeye's
1: like, oh, God, I gotta do everything myself. Like, I fucking—he's very Biden, like very muttery. Uh, oh, and and then occasionally, you know, he sucks it. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a good metaphor. Yeah,
1: it, it took us you. on a journey. <laughs> thank you. Um, Trump, for his part, was on one or five or twenty or however many pills he's taking to keep himself alive. Um, it's impossible to have a debate with Trump, honestly, because he will always have something crazier to say like it's unfair he's like the guy at a party who always has to one-up everyone's story you know you're like i was once skydiving and i swear i felt the instructor's dick and he's like i sucked a skydiving instructor's dick in the air you're like what okay well i guess that's the soundbite great
0: um, was that a soundbite? I would believe you if you said that that I was part of to, the debate. Yeah. I stuck the skydiver instructor in the air. I yeah. would have when I went skydiving. They really was he hot? Do so much for you. <laughs> They're a therapist. They're you know a guide. They're <laughs> a a blanket around you in a scary time. And you might die you together. Why not go out? With a dick in your mouth. No, I don't <laughs> support that at all. I was very into Little Kim for a time, but. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're going to go on with a sprite can in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: all right. Uh, Trump, two more things. Trump said uh, that even though he, quote, can't see the audience because it's so dark, he is the least racist person in the debate room. <sighs> <sighs> which, which, like, felt like another way of saying, The black people in here might be getting lost in the dark. (laughs) Like, right? Like, that's exactly what he was saying. And guess what? The black person in the room was getting lost because there was a black woman right in front of him. The moderator of the debate. Which, you know, if he had known she was black, he wouldn't have said that. Except for maybe you. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's reverse racism. They believe in that. (laughs) I Absolutely. think that's the thing. <laughs> you know, I so love funny. that the idea that if he could see, if the lights were brighter, he might just point out one homie and be like, he's less racist than me. We've talked. And actually he sort <laughs> of thinks that like Puerto Ricans are cool or something, which I or something like what would he say? he was like, bring the lights
1: up, you know, let's <laughs> see. <laughs> no. And then everyone had to tell him their ethnicity. Jesus Christ, he would have. <laughs>
0: And, and he president. just goes around asking if everyone thinks Jesus was a Jew and and then that's how he tell, like I don't know. What was he going to what's his what's his measure?
1: Of I don't talking? know. He's like I can't tell cuz it's so dark in here. Like what? Oh god. That is how how do you simultaneously say the most racist thing when you're saying you're the least racist? This is this is what I'm saying, <sighs>
0: people. Um it's a gift. He's a gift. It's a gift. All. In say that ra- way. He has done the most for Black people. <laughs> Didn't he say that? He's yeah, done the most for si- Black people? Since Honest Abe. Right. And that's just like measurably true. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so easy to track. Uh, this was the week where, moving on,
1: New Yorker writer and CNN contributor Jeffrey Tubin was caught masturbating on a work zoom call keyword <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the keyword obviously is caught okay because like let's be real it happens a lot this was not the first time you know this wasn't the first time and how many people in your workplace have probably tried to do the same have done the same also, though, like they can't expect you to be on Zoom calls all day long. I feel like that's just like that's like sticking it to you know the boss
0: man. It's just question. What was he doing when like you were still we were still in offices? Was he just like going to the bathroom real quick to rob it out? Like obviously he can't go very long without. We don't well,
1: think like he was, under like, the CNN off. desk. You know, maybe under the <laughs> CNN desk, there's just like a little flashlight that they have fastened there. So I what mean, happened?
0: He went like he was doing it and then didn't realize he was on. And then he went like this and it showed his dick. I just showed that I'm wearing leggings. <laughs> Is that embarrassing? He Not showed his, his he
1: showed his leggings. No, apparently, um, well, so there's a little more context, but his coworkers knew he was clearly on a different call. So it seemed like he was talking or seeing talking to someone else or looking at a different window. And then yeah, he like folded the computer down and exposed his. Uh, Dick. Um, The best part, though, of the story in my book is that it was on a call that was, and this is real, running an election simulation
0: of what would happen in various scenarios coming out of November. So why didn't he just claim that he was being Trump or he was supposed to be? He was being the court, right? Which is not inaccurate
1: all over this process exactly but no but but honestly I don't blame him because if that was the case like who doesn't envision Trump losing the election and immediately get horny (laughs) (laughs) like we are all gonna be able to come so good I'm sorry this is a very sexual episode but think about it like how much more relaxed are we gonna be oh
0: yeah my shoulders just dropped even at the light (laughs) suggestion we're talking about someone jerking off at work, and I did get more relaxed because you said Trump might lose. <laughs> and the, I just, oof. It's oh, my day. It's my
1: day. <laughs> this was the week where finally our lord and patron saint of satire, Sasha Baron Cohen, released a follow up to Borat, um, which was so fucking funny. Um, it featured an actress playing his daughter, Maria Bakalova, who absolutely crushes it, and in particular, uh, one scene uh, basically tries to seduce Rudy Giuliani and seems like he fell for it um, in a bedroom scene. He appears to be touching his dick and then Borat busts in and is like, no, she's too old for you. She's 15. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> Giuliani, of course, claims he was tucking in his shirt, which uh, oh. if that is the case, I didn't realize
0: they made shirts dick shaped. No, they go around. That's how they stay tucked. It goes around the shaft and oh. sort of loops and it and hooks. And that's like a- the only way because of his his stature. It's like a big suspender, to, and it's you know, like you know suspenders, but to your shaft. It's thing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He clearly wanted to stick it in so badly. It's. I mean, we can't say that he knew she was underage because she didn't seem underage in that thing, but he was, it was disgusting. My husband is also in that movie, not to brag. Oh, I Did know. You see him? Did you see him? I saw him. I saw him. And I was like, wait a minute. What the fuck? What the fuck? People have been like, why is your husband at a Trump rally? And I'm like, I can't tell you why, but it's not what you think.
1: <laughs> so Aaron's husband is the person who at the rally in D.C. before Borat stinks. Oh,
0: so, right. I, don't know.
1: I wherever it was the rally that he comes, he introduces Borat, and I'm gonna find out why. I'm gonna find out.
0: <laughs> I'm not at right liberty way. to say. God, so he definitely didn't tell me everything. He's just signed so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Look, can, can we just say though with Giuliani? Like, if
1: it's that easy to pass a honey trap and, like, get him to fall for a honey trap, then how
0: much Compromat does Russia have on him? So much. Like, Release how the, the P tape. Uh, he has one as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's just libraries of Compromat of Giuliani. And they say, you know, like, intelligence officials are like, we think Giuliani's been compromised by the Russians. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, it's so easy. You could, <laughs> this is, like, some Bugs Bunny shit. Just, like, dress up Bugs Bunny as a girl. And, like, you know, boo, boo, doo, doo. Some
0: and, pearl? like, Giuliani. The girl Bugs Bunny is hot though. Remember Space Jam? She's like overwhelming. It's a little what much. The fuck, dude, Matt, <laughs> my boyfriend always talks about that fucking space bunny and is like, oh my it's god. It's honestly sexist, but how she's the only girl in the whole movie and she's just like all tits and but like booty shorts playing basketball and you're like, why is this even okay? But she's <laughs> hot. I'll say that. I would I would do for her. <laughs> It's so hot. Uh, apparently, people are in the chat,
1: we're we're talking a lot about the 60 Minutes interview. Yeah, I mean, so ridiculous. Trump, this, if you haven't heard, he's trying to get out in front of this story of him being made to look bad at, on 60 Minutes. So he released, like, 20 minutes of footage. <laughs> he calls it 20 minutes? He it? <laughs> no, but that's really funny. It's only 26 <laughs> minutes. Um, uh, clearly, he, he picks and chooses... I don't know. I I don't get who. I think it's basically women. If women, like, ask him a hard question, he's like, how dare you?
0: At all. Just any question. The NBC town hall, whatever, was, like, the questions were not hard. And he acted like he was, I don't know, what's a hard question? (laughs) I don't even know what one would be. But he's acting like he's being, like, his fingernails were being pulled out. Absolutely. In fact, I thought that, honestly, like, I,
1: the NBC debate, Moderator Kristen Welker, I think her name is. I can't remember her last name, but you know, I do think she did a good job. I also think that there are questions in there that are so skewed. Like, you know, something, for example, trying to pin Biden on, like, do we need another shutdown and getting him to, like, say that we should close the economy. Like, NBC, you guys know whether we need another shutdown. Like, experts know. You've been talking to scientists and experts for months now. So you kind of know that the answer is. Yes. Like the answer is, I mean, not a complete and total shutdown of everything, but like the answer is there needs to be a lot more precautions, especially in States where the COVID cases are on the rise. Why are you pretending suddenly that it's like a political thing to call for that? You know? right? And
0: if there just was one for, if there was an actual one for any period of time, we wouldn't have to have any more of this half-assed ones. Like,
1: exactly. You just That's get like, it over.
0: Californians. I feel like are going to flip like in three months. We're gonna be like, fuck
1: this. It's not real. <laughs> You know, because we've been sacrificing. I just I wanna build the wall between California and the rest of this country. Yeah.
0: Well Do Calif- it. the the very it's really like don't the the western coast of California because you don't have to go very far in. No, I know. I mean it's it's east of the five, you know, or west of the five, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Let's cut out
1: the Dust Bowl. It's fine. There's someone from Bakersfield on here. Uh, Shout out to Bakersfield. We
0: love you. Um, I do love the desert. And it's where a lot of strange people go to hide. And I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) And just like start, you know, like making
1: wind chimes and selling them on Etsy. And I'm totally there for it. Uh, Aaron, let's move on um, to the sitch for the week. We're talking about the future of the Democratic Party. We're talking about progressives changing this country, talking about taking back the House. Um, This is The Sitch. And joining us for The Sitch, he is a progressive strategist and campaign staffer who in 2016 worked for the Bernie Sanders campaign and in 2018 worked for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ever heard of her? (laughs) Currently... (laughs) He is the communications director for Justice Democrats, a progressive organization best known for recruiting AOC and Jamal Bowman to run for Congress and for helping elect and grow the squad. Please Ooh. welcome Walid Shahid.
2: Hello, hi everyone. Hi, what's up,
1: Walid? How are you? Uh,
2: I'm good. I had my first like cold experience, like trying, like people trying to hang out in the cold yesterday, so I'm still Oof. feeling like. Wow, winter is going to suck in New York, but
1: oh,
2: um, and everyone like went home so early. <laughs> so. I know
1: it's uh, well, that's how it is always in like the bay where it's so cold and you're like, well, I guess we'll hang out until we get too cold or we have to pee. <laughs> I you yeah, get, no one... you guys
2: don't hang out inside ever.
1: Uh, no, generally <laughs> no. But we, we didn't hang out inside before the
0: pandemic.
2: <laughs> right. That's what I mean. <laughs>
1: No, we're very, very strange people. Uh, no, no, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I think n- I've used a you porta potty like, like, guys.
0: Where you're like, there's nowhere to go inside except bars. Those I know. Are- oh, well, I now know, they're all outside.
2: Yeah. Well, in New York, you can hang out on people's rooftops. That's the that's the nice
0: thing. Oh. But, like,
2: on, if you I'm can get like
1: there, if you're like, I, had, I was- Yeah, yeah, you I, got, I remember, there's
2: ladders and stuff. It's it's a terrible situation.
0: It's it's very precarious. Uh, are I'm you climbing gonna, up fire escapes out there? <laughs>
2: Every, everyone is trained to be Spider-Man since, since COVID started. So,
1: I love it. Waleed, um, I am so glad to have you here. Uh, I obviously want to get your thoughts on the electoral, the lay of the land, the general election. You might have heard my very long diatribe at the beginning of the show. But you, I guess I, guess I want to start with saying Justice Democrats endorse Joe Biden. Justice Democrats, Green New Deal, Medicare for All has endorsed, you know. Joe Biden, uh, who is championing the fact that he doesn't believe in Medicare for all. Um, and you guys released a, uh, an ad and spent money on an ad for Joe Biden. What was the strategy there? Why are you doing this? Do, don't the moderate Dems have this all in the bag?
2: So one of the interesting things about that ad project was that the, the, like the grant maker who wanted to fund it, she explicitly wanted to give a progressive organization money because she hated the Lincoln project so much and she was like there's so much money going to the Lincoln project <laughs> to make these shitty ads i would like to help raise money to give to a progressive organization to you know create ads and i think that you know the progressive left is still young and the reason we said yes to it was to have like our young ad makers like have the experience of trying to make a campaign ad on the presidential level. Mm -hmm. Um, our ad is like, I I don't know if people have seen it, but the ad is like very tongue in cheek about how lots of people are not super excited about Joe Biden. Um, the ad actually does well with people who are undecided about Joe Biden because the woman herself in the ad is undecided about Joe Biden. Right. Um, so that's like the backstory of why we decided to do the ad. Um, None of the so money, none of the money for the ad came from like money we would have spent elsewhere. It was like a grant specifically for like a right. presidential campaign. But so someone's um, like,
1: I got all this cash, but you yeah. have to make an ad for Joe Biden, but I don't want to give it to the Lincoln project. And yeah. really, I don't even
0: trust the Democratic Party
1: to make a good Basically. ad. I respect that. Um, I really
0: think like it's good to have people. The Lincoln, they're they're helping us right now, but we're g- it's going to be a like oof, a dark day when we have to say goodbye to them. <laughs> it's gonna, it's coming fast. And they're like, and wait,
2: Biden might do something on climate change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's going to be sad when I have to unfollow them, but I'm ready. I'm ready, <laughs> and I think it's good that you guys are filling in those gaps and getting ready, yeah. just warming up. Absolutely, um, but but. Right. So okay, I get it. That
1: makes sense. That makes sense. Um what uh I, I guess before we go into the specifics about different candidates, what's your like read on and pitch to the lefty holdouts who are still uncertain about Mr. Joe Biden?
2: Yeah, I think if you're like in a state like um California or New York and you like want to vote Green Party, I I like it's okay, I don't, I'm not going to judge you. But I do think that there is like a case to make about giving Donald Trump a resounding defeat through giving Joe Biden a huge margin of victory in the popular vote and the electoral college so that Joe Biden feels like he has a mandate to govern as progressive as uh, he needs to, uh, as he should. Um, I also think that, you know, it is really the margin, There was a significant margin of third-party voters that could have tipped the election toward Hillary Clinton in 2016. Um, Joe Biden is running on the most progressive platform of any Democrat in like the past 40 years, um, and that is thanks to progressive voices, pro- progressive activists, progressive movements, and the things that he wants to do on healthcare and climate and college and even criminal justice reform. While they might not be everything we want, they are much better and will improve people's lives, more than anything Donald Trump is proposing. And so um, I do think, you know, I'm not someone who's going to sell Joe Biden as Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, but he, there's only two choices on the ballot. And I think if we give him a resounding margin of victory, I think we have some room to push him.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think that we saw in the debate him starting to embrace his own plan rather than running from it, for the first time, it's like, yes, I do believe in banning fracking on federal land. He was sort of mumbling through that part. um, But he also was like, yes, I believe fossil fuels and fossil fuel companies and oil companies are polluters. (laughs) And it's like, (gasps) (laughs) you think what? And it's like, yes, motherfucker. I'm like, my eyes are open. So there is a pivoting of like, embrace the progressive parts of your platform if it really exists i would say the one thing and you you know however you guys think about this but like with criminal justice you know he really had no answer he apologized for the 94 crime bill he's done it before he's done it again it was good but like you're getting called out by fucking send federal troops to portland to police blm protesters trump like you can't it spin that around and be like You are you're sending Gestapo on the streets because of peaceful protesters. Like, what the fuck? This is completely this is so ridiculous. And yet he can't even say that, which is like a little bit of a red flag for me. I'm like, why can't you just mention like how much this president has completely repressed BLM demonstrators? You know, if you're talking about racial justice,
2: he also has a criminal justice plan that he forgot to mention at all, where he was just like he just got cut up in 1994 where he was like. Forgot yeah. that he has a plan that you know isn't great, but it's it's decent. Where you know he does want to reform mandatory minimum sentencing. He does want to do bail reform. He wants to abolish the death penalty. He could have mentioned any of those things, um, but yeah, he just got stuck on the 1994 stuff. I think I think it hurts his feelings because it's his champion. <laughs> like you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, right. He he has sl- slightly improved on some of these things. I mean, we had a whole news cycle this weekend where they were like Biden wants to transition off fossil fuels and oil. We're like, yeah. yes, yes that that is what he wants to do. Let's yes, let's talk that about is it. the
0: rest of the country, even Republican. It's like it's a job creator. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly, coal is not
1: coming back for the people in the back. Um, okay, well, let's pivot um, to specifically Justice Democrats and what you all have mm-hmm. done, and what a huge year you've had. And supporting progressive candidates who won their primaries, Corey Bush in Missouri, Kara Eastman in Nebraska, Jamal Bowman in New York. Um, and so cool. So fucking cool. I mean, such a I mean, Corey Bush's win was like, you know, and, and Jamal but I mean, all of these these wins. And I believe Kara Eastman, that wasn't her first time running, was it?
2: Marie Newman, Marie Newman. Oh, Marie uh, Newman. Yeah, yeah. This is her second time running.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, I guess my question is, what were these districts like before? Were they all safely blue? And are you guys mostly running and feel like the strategy is to run against more centrist moderate Democrats in safely blue districts? Or have you been able to flip red districts?
2: Well, I just wanted to start out by saying I'm having a little deja vu in this interview because the first time we ever talked was when you made me do a therapy session with you at the DNC in 2016, when Bernie Sanders <laughs> dropped out, you wanted to make me talk about my feelings, my feeling, my stages of grief. And, you know, four years later, we have many, many, many things I'm happy to report on. Yay. Um, so, you've um, improved thank, so
1: much, Willie. Uh, Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you, therapist. I, I like, <laughs> I like to hear some positive feedback. So. Um, but yeah, I think that, Uh, So these districts are um, heavily blue, the ones that we won in. They're places where like President Obama and Hillary Clinton won like 80-20, 90-10. But the issue is that the voters in those districts, these are really diverse uh, districts. They're heavily young. um, And just the Democrat, like if the best we can do in the bluest parts of the country are like Dianne Feinstein and Elliot Engel and Andrew Cuomo, like Joe Crowley, then... You know, those are the bluest parts of the country. Like, if that's the best we can do, then the Democratic Party has a fundamental problem. And that's the hypothesis that Justice Democrats is putting to the test. Um, you know, we do endorse in red uh, red districts. Car Eastman in Nebraska is running in a red district now. Oh, but right, right. Um, the, yeah, these are, if, if we can get enough of these Bernie voters and enough um, young people and progressives and people of color to just choose an alternative, then we can really... St- Send a signal to the Democratic Party that there's a new generation of people coming, and that's who Jamal is, that's who Corey is, that's who Maria is, and um, yeah, you know, to be honest, I didn't know we could. After AOC, I was like, they're never going to let us win another one of these. Um, it'll be because so, that that was so hard, and you know, it's been way harder this year. But um, seems like there are voters who want who are hungry for change, and even in Jamal's district, there might have been people who voted for Joe Biden and Jamal um in the right. primary too. So people right. people can be two minds about things too.
1: Absolutely. Um I feel like whatever happens I've said before whatever happens in this election I do think either the Republican Party or the Democratic Party will be completely undone by this election. I don't know if you agree with that. I don't know where you stand with that. I mean for me I think if Biden loses even he said himself and this was really fascinating the guy is like the guy's a fairly honest person cuz he was like someone asked him like what if you lose he was like well then i ran a shitty campaign well then i did a really bad job and think about it if clinton if you can't win against trump under like under covid conditions right that doesn't say a great thing about your campaign but i, I do think that so if he loses, you're you're remaking the Democratic Party, obviously. I think a lot of folks like myself making these big old pleas to vote for Biden when he's drops the ball, that changes the whole situation. And I think that the Republicans, if Donald Trump loses, you're going to see those. Yeah, those Lincoln Project folks are going to be like, let us take the party now, you know. <laughs> um, yes. But like what. In terms of remaking, how do we continue to remake the Democratic Party? How do you get a Joe Biden to embrace the legacy of FDR and leave behind the legacy of Clinton and neoliberalism um, if he wins?
2: I think the first thing is that we have to win more seats in Congress. I mean, if I think there was this myth that like if we just elected Bernie Sanders as president, everything would be fine. But we really didn't have, you know, the squad is just four people. The progressive caucus could be more like do more shit all the time. Um, you just need way more people in there to start. And, you know, right now with the squad, with Jamal, with Corey Marie, that's like seven people. You have Mondaire Jones, an eighth person, like even with those, that small of a group of people who are willing to speak out on thing, it really does make a difference. And you have to remember all this stuff just started on, on this electoral front really four years ago. And mm-hmm. so it's still a pretty young left. Um, you know, I know people are like, rightfully impatient about things not happening, but I think if we elect more people to the Congress, they'll have way more negotiating power because all the bills have to come through Congress. Um, I also think Joe Biden, like, he is not someone who's super ideological. He, there's this um, funny uh, interview. I mean, it's not funny. It's actually really uh, <laughs> horrible. There's an interview with Chuck <laughs> Schumer really where he... Funny. he uh, there's an interview with Chuck Schumer where he says, the first question I ask anyone who interviews for a job with me is ask, I ask them where I am on a zero to a hundred conservative liberal spectrum, which is the, can you just imagine being in an interview and being just asked the math equation as your first thing? But he says, he says, I'm a 75, which means he's been a 75 for 30 years. And I think Joe Biden has been a 75 for 30 years where he's just in the middle of the democratic party. So as long as other people around these 75. I
0: don't
1: That's, what, that. he
2: That's what he says.
1: He's he's I mean, he's 76 years old. That's yeah, that. I you were talking about his age.
2: <laughs> no, but they're, they're just they're just kind of weather vanes where they're like, if yeah. the party is moving to the left, they're going to move to the left. But you have to you have to move the whole weather around um, for these people because they have no real like beliefs about
1: anything absolutely i mean it reminds me of like veep i mean veep is so cynical it's hilarious but it's so cynical but you know my the favorite part is like when they're like why do you want to be president and she's like Well, (laughs) does not know. Just doesn't know. And and like, yes, constantly looking around and like looking for approval. And look, I think Kamala also is like a very capable person. But I I do think she falls in that same vein of like, I want to be liked, you know, so, you know, pressure her, you know, and I think those folks, they're more open to pressure. I just... I, I worry when when Biden starts to do the epiphany talk, when Biden starts to do the, you know, Republicans, the bipartisan talk, the president of all talk. I was saying last week on the show that Jacinda Ardern, you know, she re-won in New Zealand and she said something amazing when she was asked about like, you know, because the Labour Party now in New Zealand has this like, you know, some... Like the majority of the seats, uh, the majority, they got the majority of the votes. And she was like, look, I am a president to all Australia or uh, New Zealand and Australians, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I have a mandate. And she said, like, I have a mandate. Clearly, the voters gave me a mandate. So back to what you were saying earlier, it's like if we do give Biden a mandate, I hope I hope he uses it right. I hope he says. I I won, and there's a strong pull to have things like Medicare for all, and or a public option, and or which is not and or a public option, um, and uh, uh, what what am I saying? Um, whatever, Green like, like no. a Green New Deal, exactly, o- all the things that we want. So, I guess. Um, what do you think? I mean, the first time we heard about this word Biden care, was this a debate? I think now he's saying Biden care, which is what just mm-hmm. Obamacare, Obamacare without gutting the public option. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that as someone who's in an organization that supports Medicare for all?
2: Oh I think Biden care is pretty trash <laughs> relative to uh, like what where we need to be um, even on its own merits like there are many like Beto O'Rourke ran on a more progressive public option Buttigieg ran on a more progressive public option the, the biggest issue with Biden care is that it preserves the dumbass employer based model that we have that everyone has seen through covid doesn't like function and so the wh- while it's an improvement on the ACA I'll give him that like there are many more People who um, are poor but can't get Medicaid who would get healthcare through this. Um, overall, like if you work at a company, a large company, you cannot. You're like if your employer is paying for your healthcare, you, the employer cannot buy the public option for you. You basically have to pay for the public option from your own money, wallet. That is Biden Care, and so oh, there's been crazy. And so there is. There's been people like. Ezra Klein and Matt Iglesias at Vox, who are not leftists, have been criticizing Biden over this proposal because it's completely preposterous. And he has not been that detailed anytime he talks about the public. He just says like very he says three sentences about it. So there is room that it might change in the upcoming administration, um, but it just doesn't meet the moment. Like it may, maybe it made it made sense before COVID. Maybe. But especially post-COVID, he has so much more room to move on Biden care. Um, again, it's definitely an improvement on the ACA. But in terms of like even in the realm of public option stuff, like if Beto O'Rourke and Pete Buttigieg are like running yeah. running to yeah. the Wait, left how does it other,
0: improve on the ACA? Sorry, I don't know anything.
2: <laughs> uh, because you could um, you could. There, there are a number of people who don't, who can't get um, Obamacare because their states won't, the states won't let the funding come through, oh, and okay. so this would be a bypass through it where they could just get the public option on the Obama exchanges. Um, that said, like with so,
1: so like Medicaid expansion, is yeah. that what it mean? Like Medicaid expansion would immediately go through because a lot of Republican states are holding back on expanding Medicaid. Right. But then, would it create another option? I mean, clearly we don't know. He hasn't been talking about it, but like, would it create a It'd be like you get a little discount on your Obamacare or is it just expanding Medicaid? Uh,
2: well, the Expanding Medicaid is a different thing. That's, there's people who don't qualify for the Medicaid expansion who are still poor, um, who would be able to um, get, get the
1: public, the public option.
2: option. And then if you're like, you know, if you're the idea is basically like if you're a freelancer or something like that, this would be a cheaper thing for you on the, on the Obamacare networks.
1: Oh right. dude, I fucking need, oh my God. Oh, the, the, yeah. I will defend the ACA from the Republicans, but I will fucking trash it from the left because <laughs> it is a trash. Like, Are you? This, on it? oh yeah, I'm on it. I, uh, this year, I mean, like I'm fine, I'm okay but it's fucking expensive. And it is um, every year it goes up by 25 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. And, and you're like, I'm sorry. Oh, a-
0: It's so confusing.
1: Right. And you're like, did a pap smear just like, did we make a lot of technological advances on the one time I go to the doctor? Oh, wait, have I not been to the doctor all year this year because there's a fucking pandemic and I'm like trying to not get sick and or make ra- way for other people. Yeah. Like, do I get money back on that? No. Um, it's utter shit. You can't, you can't get it. It's there. so
2: confusing. We spent five minutes trying to figure out what this thing is like it's you know yeah. it's just and like it could be way simpler
1: yeah i don't spend five minutes figuring out anything uh if it's longer than five minutes not worth it <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> but, but uh Aaron, i know you have a personal story related to healthcare and um I ever. yeah so <laughs> i want to just tell us about that and like how you came around to medicare for all and what that meant in your life in your
0: life i don't know if it came uh uh, so my uh, father had Parkinson's and um, he was a carpenter. So he's one of these people who would fall into this category where he worked really hard, but never, he never had health insurance as far as I can remember throughout my whole childhood. Cause it would be like something he would have to buy for himself. And he was always like, I bet on myself or like that was never, he wasn't going to do that. And uh, it, he did get it when he got diagnosed with Parkinson's, but also the Parkinson's made him unable to, work uh and then so the 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 number of things that Parkinson's does to your brain chemistry already is compounded with not knowing if you can support yourself like these the the depression that comes with not knowing how you're going to be able to do that and he lived in North Carolina and it's very difficult even getting like he never was able to get um what's it called when you can't work (laughs) because you're hurt what's that yeah, called yeah yeah. workers
1: comp workman's comp yeah
0: or like when you, disability he was oh, never yeah, able to get that in north carolina it's like he has a diagnosis of parkinson's which is a terminal disease that he's it's, it, he so he was into the into it carrying things upstairs and things that are just completely unsafe for him because there was no other option for there was also it's an it's uh, there's so many experimental drugs for it because they don't know how to cure it and he couldn't try any of them because it was just financially out of reach for us um so he did end up taking his own life uh about four years into the illness because he just didn't see a future that was uh he he didn't want to bankrupt us and then also be sick so and you know it is a terminal thank you but if I was like, I, I just grin when I'm nervous. <laughs> you can't like, no. That's the comic. you can't take a comic out of a comic, right? <laughs> yeah. The darkest jokes I've ever gotten in my life were after my dad died. Our comedian friends will send you very dark jokes after your father commits suicide from Parkinson's. Oh. Some were like, it should have been your mom. Okay, anyway, moving on. <laughs> so oh the <laughs> But he the the moral of it was that I learned uh, in a really quick and tough way, how messy, bureaucratic, like how the system is set up to not give you any money to not help people who and it's like i, I my dad was working hard his whole life. It wasn't like he was wanting something for free. He was just in, there was no there was no path for him. Yeah. there wasn't a way that was because he was named. self-employed, right?
1: He was yeah self-employed carpenter not part of a union that would give you health care um and and he didn't qualify for something like medicaid and you have to be I think even have
0: to say have that in North Carolina like I mean North Carolina is rough <laughs> yeah this was a there was no we I feel like I looked into it really hard and was not there was just no system for him there was nothing that would Maybe it was because he also made like a certain amount of money the year before and they wouldn't look at, well, he's not going to be able to work going forward. Mm-hmm. That's awful.
1: It's. I yeah. mean, and, and this, I think there's, I know I, I did a, I like did a special for MSNBC about healthcare and it was I, I should have – we didn't know each other then really, Aaron, but I should have interviewed you because I was like, I don't want to get too sad, but I want to get some sad stories. But <laughs> interviewing a comic about her dad's suicide, like, <laughs> hey, um, but – I have it, like 20 it, minutes on it now. <laughs> really? Nice. Hell yeah. I mean, and yes, this is – the. but this is the shit that like, do we – I don't want to be having this conversation in 10 years. I don't want to be having these debates. I don't want – you know, more stories, like how many, I don't want to do a special. I don't want more, you know, sicko came out, what, 20 years ago or something.
2: Uh, and also like for the past 30 years, voters have said healthcare is their number one issue. It's just like, how many times can you just not address people's issues? And then they, they spent the Obamacare trying to solve it without doing anything yeah. about the private insurance industry. Really? You know,
0: this was, this was, Obamacare existed and he, his health insurance with Parkinson's was twelve hundred dollars a month for one person? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. that's possible. like with supplements or whatever. This is it's not sustainable for a person who's not working. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. And then we did a and, we d- did a GoFundMe for his. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. You go ahead. I was going to say we did it. We did a GoFundMe for his his um, medical uh, expenses, and then we ended up using it for his funeral. That's real that like we that's what that money went to because he looked at I think it was like he looked at that money and was like this will never be enough it's like this is six months of health insurance it doesn't even cover you know looking into electroshock therapy or whatever weird shit he wanted to do <laughs> absolutely
1: and and it is something but you're right like it's these are the things like uh you know we're so focused on innovation when it comes to medicine that we don't actually it's such bullshit. Like all this research and development money that the fucking pharmaceutical companies use. Fuck you. Like, fuck that. I'm sorry. Like if you work in that field, that's fine. But like, fuck that man. Everyone should be able to have uh, regular doctor's visits and treatments. Like Parkinson's is a treatable disease. It is treatable. You can make your life. Okay. If you are able to access the medicine, if you're able to access the doctors and the visits and the every and the specialists, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it, it's something that our, our our country just yeah, we just look like a fucking third world country. And hey, I, I wish I wish it were as lovely and nice and we had better beaches if we were a third world country. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: uh, Aaron, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I, yeah, I, thank you. I really appreciate I've, it. I I get, I'm a glad, happy. Thank you for letting me talk about it. It's good. I think it's good to, it feels important and to be able to, to be like, we need, we need this to change. <laughs> so more people don't lose their cool parent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hell so, yeah. Their they're, they're carpenter parent, like <laughs> the parent, that
1: knew how to build shit. Um, the uh, thing that
2: makes it even more infuriating is that you can just drive a couple miles across the border in Canada. And then it's just a totally different, like there's nothing you just walk in, you show your ID and you get care and you don't pay for it. And it's just like, just a border that separates what their healthcare system is and what ours is.
1: Dude, this is what, this is what abortion, uh, safe, safe abortions are going to be like under Amy Coney Barrett is we're going to be just be like doing like, Mexico spring break, but with abortions, Um, which sounds kind of tight.
0: (laughs) Yeah, not too far off from from my own (laughs) reality. (laughs) No, I've never. Oh,
1: your own experience. Yeah. yeah. No, dude. Right now, this is one of the things we didn't talk about in the special that we couldn't include. But this is straight up uh, states like Utah and a lot of other states. And this is why drug prices are super important. They're sending They're sending their state employees. It is cheaper for them to send them to Mexico, all expenses paid, pick them up in a limousine, limousine, stay in (laughs) a five-star hotel, and then they go get their meds like Humira or whatever else, you know, all the shit that's overpriced, their, their insulin, and get them in Mexico and fly them back. Obviously, you can't leave them there, fly them back. It's cheaper for state governments to do that than to buy, than to subsidize them buying meds in the US. That's like the fucking isn't that insane. So like these trips to Mexico to buy cheaper stuff because of our healthcare system so broke it already exists. Wow. Um, yeah. It's wow. I really wanted to travel over the border to do that and we weren't able to. But um dude, Wellied, Aaron, you guys are the best. I'm so happy you're here. We have one more segment. This has flown by, but I want you both back. Um please. Um, yeah, I would love to come back. That was that was really fun let's do it fuck yeah it's not over y'all we have one more segment but before we get there remember d- tip us tip us TBR-Live TBR-Live on Cash App Venmo TBR-Live thank you for those in advance the tip jar is a little clingily clangly. a little clingily you need some bigger bills in there you know you don't want the ching the ling. anyway um all right last segment <laughs> we're doing it it is Halloween we believe in progressive policies let's put them together that couldn't go wrong this is <laughs> make it sexy I will start off and say that 4 years ago when Donald Trump was and Hillary Clinton were running for president I went to a party dressed as the skeleton in Trump and Hillary's closet Oh Okay. Okay. So (laughs) I wore a skeleton outfit and then on each of the bones, I wrote like, you know, uh, emails (laughs) or like super predator and, uh, you know, grab them by the P word. Epstein on
0: both arms.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Epstein wasn't a thing, man. We were so young (laughs) and naive back then in 2016. Okay. So I'm at this like rave ish party and, um, I took an edible, so I was way too high. And then I immediately felt self-conscious, of course, for dressing like a fucking nerd. And nobody got the outfit. Nobody thought it was anything (laughs) interesting except for just the dorkiest person in the entire semi-empty rave slash party comes over to me and is like, I get it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like it.
1: And I was like, oh, God. I want to take it off. I mean, poor, th- thank you, man. Wherever you are, if you remember me, I appreciate you. What was he thank wearing? Thank you,
0: man. I don't yeah, know. He what was, was he wearing? He was like dressed like Greg Palace. <laughs> he was, Palace. <laughs> yes, so he was weirdly. He was the super nerd. <laughs> he, was, he saw it coming.
1: <laughs> he was just pointing out like hot women in the party. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> she looks underage. Um, but we're making. Halloween costume sexy Erin I know you have sort of a similar story on
0: this Oh I, I once I, used, I also did that I like to go as like Things that were in the zeitgeist I once went as like a congressional aide Back when someone was accused of Sleeping with little boy con- congressional aides I can't remember who it was That's how <laughs> Did many. you go as a boy congressional aide? Yes I did and I looked adorable <laughs> Oh my god uh, And then once You I would went, definitely want to touch my butt <laughs> Little short just cute little short Little suit suit short suits yeah. adorable and once i went as an improvised explosive device during the iraq war yes i am old enough to have been drinking and doing cocaine during the iraq war <laughs> and people actually everybody liked so it except the, the person i was dating who made a big scene about it and he was dressed as a german child and i was like this isn't you as you dress as a german cannot yell at a jew <laughs> about being an improvised explosive device how did you how did you even wear that it was so sick. It was a cape, and on the inside, I had my friend spray paint, kabloom, and then on the outside, I taped trash and stuff, and then I had a little antenna, and so I would hide like this, and then when people came around the corner, I would go, kabloom.
1: Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> I feel really like good. if I did
2: that, I would get in trouble, but...
0: Yes. And that and then also I want to acknowledge that that feels wrong that I was able to and you
2: cannot. I don't know if it's wrong. I think it's. I, I don't know. I'll let you have that. I'll let I you
0: was have trying crazy. to point out. I don't know, if I, I don't know if I want that. Get <laughs> it? I'm exploding. I am am. Explo- no, no, no. I was good. trying to point out that the war was bad. It might not have been a good way to do it. No, that's, that's the what cutest, I was going for.
1: <laughs> that's the cutest IED ever, though. Like, what if like Hurt Locker was just like. Kabloom! <laughs> You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> um all right, so uh f- some ideas how would you make the green new deal sexy? Okay. Waleed?
2: Uh, it's obviously has to be a witch costume. Like <laughs> like a sexy witch with with a tiny window or she's making a tiny some. She she's like a mechanic? I don't know. Why? Have you heard about the tiny window thing?
1: Cuz she's green. Oh, what's the tiny No, the
2: witch window from thing? um You've never heard about the tiny window thing? No. Oh, Trump has gone on a rampage for like the past two weeks where he's like, they're AOC and the Green New Deal, they're going to make all the windows tiny. Oh, like, <laughs> Everyone is like, what are That's you
0: what talking about? Now? <laughs> God, I can't I, wait! gone funny again. Nobody wait, knows what he's talking about. So great when he's funny again. I can't wait. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, Green, Green New, New Deal. Deal. I think. I think you mm. just go naked. That's the sexy Green New Deal. Is you just don't use anything that was made with fossil fuels, which is everything. <laughs> so, like, you can't wear anything. <laughs> I think but it's
1: yet. yeah. It's definitely like recyclables and compostable things. Painted green, and then you, someone has to sign somewhere. You've got to; it has to be like also, like there has to be a deal. You oh, know? you so want to
0: be the bill itself? Yeah, you, you have to be, be the, the, the bill. <laughs> okay, okay. I like the that. bill, but surrounded by trash. What if you just get it all tattooed, like like uh, henna, but like a little titty showing? It's got to be sexy. Yeah, or
1: that. Yeah, henna.
0: Sorry, I said titty. Willie
1: left <laughs> You know, it's it's uh
0: but <laughs> <what> it is. <laughs> it's a funny word. It's a good word. Um, All right, Medicare for all. i would go with my dad committing suicide oh my god (laughs) guys i can say it okay (laughs) no what would i go medicare for all i think you go with like a reverse skeleton how do you go with someone who would be dead but isn't (laughs) just a live person He wasn't a live person you go with someone who's not dead like what are you supposed to be oh i'm uh i'm if the skeleton had actually had health care I've
1: had a lot. Right, right, right. I don't. Movie. I wouldn't give you some candy, dude. First of all, Medicare for all. You got to be a sexy nurse. Got to be sexy, oh, sexy yes. national healthcare nurse. Sexy Bernie
2: Sanders yes. as a
0: nurse. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Bald. That's a good <laughs> costume. I might. Can I have that? <laughs> go that. Yeah. You should go how just how my backyard be right. where my children are. First of all, doing- sexy a sexy Bernie Sanders con con like a costume contest is the best costume we have i think you just have to have the bald head wig the hair his hair wig and then just like a bikini (laughs) i
1: want to put his bald hair but like as a white bush you know like like a little white bush now we're talking now we're
0: getting put a little some glasses (laughs) we really room room wrote this and i it feels good (laughs) i think we got to the most important um
1: Defunding the police. How do we do that as a sexy Halloween costume?
0: Well. <laughs> hmm. um, you hmm. could do some
2: handcuffs.
0: Definitely yeah. need handcuffs. That's very sexy. I
1: but mean, but like their uniforms
0: are listen, I'm anti-police, but the uniform is hot. <laughs> we can. Yeah. I don't want to lie to people. The uniform is sexy. Though so maybe you just go as You love a your cop.
2: Mother, sisters in blue.
0: I think it's just being unarmed. Like you just
1: wear you're mm. still a cop, but you're just unarmed and you're like how, how do you how Or you're you like say a that? mental health prof- care professional, which I go. hope wow. if and when we get mental health care professionals, they will have to wear the tightest, hottest, like like button bursting outfits and be like you know is there a problem breathe
0: and you're like oh (laughs) yeah it would help have you ever had a hot emt it is like you get your shit together quick (laughs) you gotta really focus up what panic attack i'm fine (laughs) i'm fine i'm great what's your number Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly it's a one i mean first of all i've had hot firefighters which pretty much is you know it's like redundant but um they're they're fun i would like Potentially, like lock myself in my own house or bathroom just to see if I could get like you know the bomberos out. You know to (laughs) (laughs) I want to say in Spanish because it's sexier. The firefighter is
2: basically a defunded cop already. Like in terms of the
1: vibe.
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) I was a firefighter. (laughs) Oh my god, I love that. And then just tell people you're a defunded cop, (laughs) so that they understand it better. (laughs) No, not a fire. Like we're saying this it. as if anyone can go anywhere. I can't go anywhere because... Is anyone going to go as anything? I'm doing fuck all. My child is going to go as a car. He's, <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a car. Electric? Should I make it electric?
1: <laughs> definitely definitely a Tesla. It's got to be a Tesla. <laughs> I, I I've seen these things... Do you, have you guys seen like the, the remote control cars that like kids have when they drive around, but they're just in a giant like SUV, like a Mercedes, yeah. but like a baby Mercedes? I always wanted
2: one of those as a kid. Never got one.
0: Me too. Same. It's hard for me. Dude, I had like power really? wheels or I wanted oh a power God. wheel. We didn't even have that option. Well, Sorry. We had go karts, but that was like to get around oh. the farm, <laughs> they weren't like for fun, but they we had fun on them. If you were like, Florida, were stated, like What are you doing? Yeah, the remember, fuck like, is that a Tesla? Well, those are slow, so you would be like, Everyone would make fun of you. Those the ones for kids are really slow. The ones That's for go, the go karts that are not for children that we rode on <laughs> are really fast. Um. And slow.
1: Waleed and Aaron, before I say gu- goodbye, I, Waleed, any final parting words before this? We say goodnight. I don't think I'm going to talk to you before the election, but I do want some words of wisdom.
2: Uh, do you have
1: any? <laughs>
2: words of wisdom. You know, uh,
1: if there's a coup, we talked about a coup last week with Joshua oh, Kahn Russell.
2: Smart guy. Uh, yeah. I just think I'm pretty optimistic that uh, Joe Biden will win. Democrats will have the Senate and they just went through this whole thing in 2009 where Republicans didn't negotiate with them on anything. And I think we will just fast forward through like any sort of semblance of that, like Joe Biden will negotiate with Mitch McConnell or Republicans that he'll only be negotiating with Democrats. And that means that he will have to negotiate with the left of the party, the center of the party and the right of the party. And that's good. Um, So I'm excited
1: for- Even if McConnell and his like blood hands are still in office?
2: um if democrats have the senate i mean but it'll be a lot of i mean people forget how many movements and protests there were against obama like all that shit is going to happen again like dreamers black lives matter like the climate movement fight for 15 like all those people are going to come back to protest biden and do sit-ins and do rallies and protests and like that's good instead yeah. of protests about like hey maybe we should uh have voting
1: yeah, yeah really. <laughs> I'm excited uh, to be able to I protest
0: talk. for legitimate things again.
1: <laughs> I know. Agreed. 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 All right. Well, thank you so much, Walid. How can we follow you and uh, your work uh, with Justice Dems?
2: Uh, JusticeDemocrats dot com. We have a big campaign in Nebraska for Kara Eastman. She's going up against a Republican. She supports Medicare for All, Green New Deal, all that stuff. Um, and then I'm at underscore Shaheed because there's apparently another Walid Shahid out there who has Fuck the real that guy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Not in our, our hearts. <laughs> not in our hearts. Thank you so much, Waleed. Everyone <laughs> check out Car Eastman's you. campaign. Um, kick them a few bucks as well as this show. Uh, Aaron, tell us how we can find you. Uh,
0: how can Twitter. we find you? Okay. <laughs> just give you my home address. I'm sorry yes, with that. Please. I do have, I am the, the we're the white family on the block with the Black Lives Matter flag out. <laughs> just how you find us. <laughs> the um, only one. I, I, yeah, I think so. Anyway, I'm Erin Duelen on Twitter and on Instagram. And um, when we're allowed to be in public again, come to my, see my show. Francesca's oh, yeah. been on it. It's really fun. It's such a good time. Aaron, take care. Have a good Halloween. Good luck with the car.
1: The car costume, man. I'm glad. Actually, I think I would really like to make a car costume for a child right now. I think that's exactly the kind of therapy that I need uh, and thank you all so much for being here and also thank you so much to our producer becca rufer to dorsey shaw and kelly carey who've been doing some work in the back end making sure the youtube uh is populated and the algorithm smiles in my general direction once again uh remember to vote remember to vote for those who can't and remember to vote because this is the alternative i think i have great relationships with all people I am the least racist person in this room. hmm Everyone do a 23 in me and I'll let you know. All right, guys. Don't just bitch about it, be about it. We will see you next Sunday. Bye.